See, when you make 401k contributions, you're doing two things. You're making an employee contribution and an employer contribution, sometimes called the match. Yeah, you could shovel more money into a 401k. You could more investment capital, um, really great tools. Um, and the fact that you can uh, not only contribute, you know, Roth money, but also traditional money. So yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that is what's the benefit. Should I put Roth money in my 401k? Should I put traditional? Should I put both? Welcome, everyone, to the Directed IRA podcast. This is Matt Sorensen. I got a substitute teacher here filling in for Mark Kohler. We've got the great and powerful Nate here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that nickname. I'm going to come on more often. That's right. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, well, we're excited. This is the last podcast of 2023, and we figured we'd go out with a bang. We are talking about solo 401ks. This is the number one self-directed account for people who are self-employed. It is confusing. I hate to say it, sometimes it's confusing and people screw it up, so we are going to get into the detail in today's podcast of how the contribution rules work. How do you do this if you're an S-Corp, if you're a sole proprietor? Do you need to worry about 1231 deadlines? What about April 15th? What are all the rules? How much can I put in? What can the company put in as a match? Should I do Roth or traditional? We're going to cover all that. That was the podcast about today. Um, Love it. And Nate, what do you just think about the solo K? Just give me your... It is quite possibly the best retirement plan you can have, especially if you are a small business owner, yeah. real estate investor, somebody that owns a small company that doesn't have employees. I mean, it really is probably the way that you can put your retirement on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because you can put in $66,000 a year for 2023. We'll get into 2024 numbers, yep. right? That's like 10 times what you can put into an IRA. Right. Yeah. You could shovel more money into a 401k. You could more investment capital, um, really great tools. Um, and the fact that you can uh, not only contribute, you know, Roth money, but also traditional money. So yeah. we'll talk a little bit about that is what's the benefit. Should I put Roth money in my 401k? Should I put traditional? Should I put both? Yeah. You can do a little bit of both. You can do different amounts in years. It'd be like, I'm gonna do Roth this year. I want tax election next year. So I'm doing traditional. You can mix it up, you know? Yeah. You can get pretty strategic with it. Yeah. And if you've got a spouse involved in your business, oh, yeah. you can there do 66,000 for your spouse. We've got a lot of other podcasts and just about how do you qualify for the solo K? But like Nate said, if you're self-employed with no other employees, now this could be partners or family or spouse, those are all fine. But third-party employees, if you're, you know, you're a dentist and you got 10 employees, this doesn't work for you because the solo K really turns into a group 401k that you have to offer to employees. You have to do all this amazing matching that you are not going to do because yeah. you're only doing it if it's yourself. So this is kind of a unique plan for self-employed people. Maybe you got a side hustle, um, but you have no other employees. I think like real estate agents are super common for this real estate investors, consultants. Right. Yeah. And empl by employees, we usually mean somebody that you're W2ing or yes, you have some sort yeah. of control over a lot. A lot of people say, well, what if I'm contracting, uh, hiring contractors? That is not typically your employee. Yeah, totally but. fine. They're 1099. You don't have to offer a 401k plan to them. So, um, but we got a lot of content that what we want to focus on today is contributions, getting the money in does 1231 matter and so let me hit that first point on 1231 and then Nate will kind of walk us through contribution rules and how much and stuff for 2023. Sure. So we are super busy right now setting up solo case for year end. You might be listening to this into 2024, um, but here's why it may matter for having your solo case set up in 2023. This is the only situation where it's absolutely critical to have it set up by year end. See, when you make 401k contributions, you're doing two things. You're making an employee contribution 
and an employer contribution, sometimes called the match. If anybody's had a 401k at a day job, right, you put a little bit in and the company doesn't match. Where in the solo K, you do that on steroids. You're like, well, I'm the employee and I'm the employer. So I'm going to do the most generous match possible to get on the maximum amount under the rules, 66,000. <laughs> Nate will break it down here in a minute. <laughs> but like, because I'm such a great employee, so I'm going to max the, the thing out. If you are an S corporation, here is the number one thing for 1231 that's important. You must have the plan set up by 1231, meaning the plan documents are signed in order to make employee contributions for 2023. Now, you can set up the uh, solo K in February, March. If you file an extension on your S corp tax return, you can set up a solo K up until September of 2024 and make 2023 contributions that are employer contributions. The employer contributions you can always make, even if you don't have the 401k plan set up in the year, you get up until the tax return deadline plus extensions to do employer contributions. You're totally good. The only one that is a little tricky is the employee contributions for an S corp. And here's why it's important. When you're doing employee contributions in an S corporation, that's going to go on your W-2 in January. Now, technically, you must be, have elected the contributions in 2023. And if you didn't have a plan set up in 2023, how is it possible you actually elected the contributions if you didn't have a plan set up in 2023? It hasn't been challenged in the courts, but that's kind of the rationale on that. Now, the next hurdle, let's say you set it up in January and you're like, well, I'll roll the dice on that. That hasn't been settled by the IRS. But, but I set up the solo K in January. Okay, well, now I got to get your W-2 done. Your W-2 is going to be done, need to be due by January 31st. And employee contributions for an S-Corp are on your W-2. So that is going to be on your W-2, the employee contribution, whether it's traditional or Roth, that's still got to hit your W-2 in an S-Corporation. So you've had this planning requirement. You don't have to have the contribution in yet. We'll get to that later. But it must be on your W-2 of how much you're going to elect for an employee contribution. If you're a sole prop... LLC sole prop or a partnership or anything like that under secure 2.0, the recent last retirement law, you, you can set up the solo K before the tax return deadline, which again could be March 15th or April 15th. It's March 15th. If you're an S corp or a partnership, April 15th for self for sole proprietors, plus the extensions, which can mm -hmm. get you up to October 15th for, so, for sole proprietors and September 15th for S corporations. So you have all the way up until those deadlines to actually get the money in um, and even to set up the plan. So don't worry if you're a sole proprietor and you're like, I didn't set it up in 2023. doesn't matter. It's not going to affect you at all. It only matters for the S-Corp owners on the employee contribution only. Does that make sense? It, it, <laughs> it makes sense. It could get a little confusing, uh, but that's another benefit to the 401ks. You have a lot of time to make those contributions because contributions can go to the extension deadline. IRAs yeah. cannot. So. Yes, right. This is going to be freaking confusing. Right. So, um, but this is the tax code, of course. That's you know why. Can't Does it ever make sense? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. It's job security for <laughs> those of us in the business. So, um, all right. Well, let's get into like how much you can put in, um, and let's let's talk about twenty twenty three. But also mention twenty twenty four. A lot of people will be doing those contributions. So, why don't you yep. break down how that works, Nate? So, for twenty twenty three, if you can make your employee contributions, your employee contributions can go up to twenty two thousand. 500. Now, if you're over the age of 50 or at the age of 50, you can add another 7,500 to that. So you're right at $30,000 if you're over 50 yeah. and can make that employee contribution. Now, as far as the employer contribution, in totality, your contributions can't exceed 66,000 for 2023, 73,500 if you're above the age of 50. Now, here's the cool thing. 
2024. They are raising it just a little bit. Uh, your employee contributions can go up to 23,000 for 2024. Uh, the catch up still the same at age 50, you can throw another 7,500 in there. So you got 30,500 and the total contributions between employee and employer for 2024 is now 69,765 for over 50. So a lot of money you can shovel into a 401k provided your income justifies that. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's, it, this is based on your income. We're going to get into the calculations on how much you can put in, but those are the caps on what you can do. And so for 2023, for example, they said 22.5 employee, mm-hmm. a max of 66,000. That means your max employer contribution could be 43,500. Right. So, um, but let's break it down a little bit. Let's talk about, I want to talk about sole proprietorships and S corporations separately. As, as tax lawyers, and even our law firm, KQS lawyers, we're always recommending S corporations for small business owners, people who are self-employed, get commission income, you're selling goods or services, um, or even you're doing a side door 401k, pushing management fees over there from your rental properties. We love S corporations. Okay. The S corporation is a great tool for saving on self-employment tax. Frankly, someone making good money, wanting to use a solo. Okay. You should probably have an S corporation. Now, maybe you don't, there's could be reasons why you don't, but the S corp is going to be very common here is what I'm trying to get at. In an S corporation, your contribution is based on your W-2. Now, I know a lot of people are like, well, that sucks, Matt. I'm using an S corporation because I want to have a small W-2 because I pay self-employment tax on that. If I'm making 200 grand a year, I might want to do a $60,000 W-2 and push 140,000 or whatever through as profit or you know whatever, whatever the, the calculation might be. So I'm going to try and take a small W-2 you mean I don't get to count my K-1 and the profit? I only get to count the W-2? Yes. This is why you got to, this is where we talk about the sweet spot and you got to dial it in right so you can get the maximum retirement contribution of what you want to put in mm-hmm. um, by paying the least amount of self-employment tax possible. Now let's take 60 grand. Let's say someone had a W-2 for 60 grand. So how much could they do as an employee contribution on 60K? So here's the cool thing with the employee portion. You can make it up to your, your income level, not to exceed 22,500. So the first 22,500 you make, you can throw that in as a Roth or, or traditional contribution to the employee side. Now the employer side, you're going to take, if you're, it's a W-2, yeah. you're going to take 25% of that 60,000. Yeah. Right. So that would be 15,000, right? right? So I'm doing 15,000 plus 22,5. So on a $60,000 W2, I got in 37,5, which is total. a considerable amount for yeah. only 60,000. Yeah. Now you said earlier, employee could be Roth or traditional mm-hmm. and starting in 2023, this is the very first year where you can do an employer oh, yeah. Roth contribution just Last week, during right before Christmas, I was say, have they come out with the paperwork <laughs> they on that? They just yet? barely came okay. out with the regs. I'm writing an article on that. Awesome. So be checking, make sure you sign up for the We've newsletter. We've been waiting for this, by the way, yes. for a long time. Of course, the IRS issues it like the week before the end of the year. They right. had to do it the by the day, you know, because <laughs> people are going to need to know how to report this. So, um, but for 2023, your employer contribution, the point we're making here, can be Roth. Or traditional. Before you only you could only do traditional. Twenty twenty two and before the employer contribution always had to be traditional. But now you have the ability to do Roth or traditional. Big change. That's a big change. Yeah, and that's cool for people yep. who are Roth fans. Now, yep. before you could just do traditional and convert it to Roth, you could get the same end result. But it's just it's a little more cleaner now. You can go straight in as Roth. So, um, all right, now let's talk about where does this go on a tax return. I want to talk about that. So we talked about the W two. 
is what we're going to use. What's your W-2? That's going to determine for the S-Corps the mm-hmm. amount of contribution you can make. And on a W-2, that is where the employer con- – sorry, the employee contribution will go. That's a – I forget the box number. Oh, I probably have it here on my article. Um, but that's on your W-2, and you're going to put that there whether it's Roth or traditional. Now, I believe it is box 12 – yeah, box 12, at least that's what it was in the prior year. So box 12 is where you typically put that. Um, now, there's a different code, whether it's Roth or traditional. Now, remember, if it's traditional, that's a deduction when you're doing mm-hmm. your 1040, right? That's reducing my taxable income. If if it's coded as Roth, then you're obviously having Roth dollars that are going tax-free. You're not getting the deduction on it. Right. So you, this, I we kind of talked about this on the last podcast is, what do you invest in? What are the things you're yeah. going to do? How do you want to grow your retirement? How big is the tax deduction for you in high income years? So again, you can strategize this, but people who love the Roth, love investments growing tax-free, I mean, put more Roth money in there. Yeah. High income years, maybe you want to put more you know, traditional money in there. But consult with the CPA, consult with somebody that can advise you on that. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people are like, am I going to owe tax this year? I don't know. Just, I know like the practical immediate things you're thinking is, ah, I'm chasing tax deductions. And right. you know, as in our law firm and as tax lawyers, we're always like, someone's like, I'm trying to save taxes at year end. What do I do? Well, a solo K is one of the strategies. Sure. And if you're trying to save taxes now, you're going to do a traditional contribution right. on the employee and the employer side. If you're like, no, I'm trying to save taxes in the future and build tax-free wealth for my future that can compound and come out totally tax-free. Obviously, we're talking Roth. And, and if you're getting confused, what I would say is just, just remember the basics. The 401k allows you to put massive amounts of money in as a contribution. So whether you're going to take the tax savings on the front end or yeah. ta- take the tax savings at the end through the growth, I mean, just make sure you get it set up, make sure it's yeah. in by the deadline, and make sure you get those contributions in because the more money you get in the 401k, the less money Uncle Sam can touch. Yeah. And so for U.S. Corp owners, you're making that decision right now. You need to be knowing and thinking, how much is my W-2 going to be? Make sure that your employee contribution, whether it is traditional or Roth, and you need to decide that because it's going to be on the W-2, how much is the contribution going to be? And you need to determine whether it's Roth or traditional. Now, we're talking employee only right now. We're going to come to employer in a second. You do not need to put the money in. You can, and I would put the money in if you have it. Start investing it already. Start growing it. But you don't have to. You actually have until the tax return deadline. Even though it's on your W-2, you don't have to put it in. For U.S. Corp owners, your tax return deadline is March 15th, plus extensions. You get a six-month extension up to September 15th if you do file the extension. So you have all of that time to actually get the money in. That's huge. Yeah. That's huge. Get it on the return. Get it. Get the money in later. Yeah. All right. Now let's go over employer here for a second. Now, in an S-corporation, employer – that contribution is going to be on your 1120S. There's a line, an expense line on the 1120S form for employer contributions. That is where you're going to put your solo 401k employer contribution. Now, this is where the guidance from the IRS is going to be critical if you're doing Roth on your employer contribution. So we're going to have a newsletter article on that in the next two weeks. Make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. Go to directedira.com. There should be a link here in the show where we're going to have that where you can go sign up for the newsletter. Um, but that's going to go over the rules on Roth contributions for solo 401ks and also SEP IRAs, by the way, because yeah. you can do Roth contributions on SEPs and those rules finally freaking came out a week ago. All right. So um, let's transition over to sole prop, though. Let's take that same example of um, – well, let's do 60K. 
let's say you're a sole proprietor. Yep. Okay. There's 2023 numbers. Let's say you made, and this is on your net income on schedule C. So that's the number you're going to look at net self-employment income on schedule C for any of you sole proprietors. If you're a single member LLC, just disregarded entity going on to schedule C, you're a sole proprietor. So let's say you had a, you made a hundred grand in gross sales. You had 40,000 in expenses. Your net self-employment income is 60 K. Now at 60 K, how much can I put in to a solo K? So on the employee side, you've got the same because you can max out your contribution there. We're talking 2023, 22,500. Now, since it's sole prop, we have to take Got to factor in some self-employment tax, so it's not the even twenty-five percent, but yeah. it's roughly twenty percent. Yeah. So off sixty thousand dollars at twenty percent, that's an extra twelve thousand dollars into the four hundred one k. So you've got twenty-two five and twelve gets you to twenty-four five. Yeah. And so that match on the sole proprietor is that the, the easiest way to do it is just run twenty percent. Mm-hmm. You can actually do a worksheet. The IRS has a worksheet you can use to figure it out. It's almost like a freaking riddle trying to get that thing right. I yeah. swear, it's like what the heck are they talking about? I'm as a tax lawyer. I'm like, geez, good Lord. But if you just take 20%, it's going to hit. And it's actually a little under, I think what it does. Cause there's all this calculation of the self-employment tax and you get a credit back for that, that you pay and yada, yada, and, it, and how it comes out. So I just like running 20% as your number. Yeah. You're gonna be and if you there. want a little rough estimate on the income you need, I believe we have a calculator on the directed IRA website. There you go. Great yeah. point. I forgot about that. Yeah. There, That'll give you the exact. Right. That'll like, so you know. So yeah, you plug in your income, you basically tell what type of uh, business you have, and it'll give you a rough estimate as how much you can put into that 401k. Yeah. And that'll awesome be whether tool. you're S Corp and you can say I'm an S Corp versus I'm a sole proprietorship or a partnership. That's going to run you up. Because if you're a, gen- a general partnership too, that's also going to be what's your net income on the K1 in an operational business, not a rental income, because that right. doesn't count for solo case. But if you're a general partnership, it's going to be that same 20% match instead of 25%. So the 25% is what you get for S-Corps. 20% is what you're going to get on sole proprietorships. Now, the nice thing about sole proprietorships on the positive side, even though it's 20% instead of 25, the nice thing on the sole proprietorship is I don't care about anything getting set up in 1231 for employee or employer contributions. It doesn't matter. All of those can be made. This was in Secure Act specifically. It said you can set up your solo 401k by the tax return deadline plus extensions and make all of your employee and employer contributions because there's no W-2. See, on the S-Corps, the IRS is like, ah, we can't let that fly all the way to the tax return deadline on S-Corps because they need to put it on their W-2, and that was due January 31st. But the sole proprietors, you don't do a W-2 for yourself in a sole proprietorship. It all just goes on Schedule C, so we will just let you do it up until the tax return deadline. So, um, And that's going to be April 15th for you um, sole props. So you have up until April 15th even set up the sole OK plan. uh, plus extensions really you have until October 15th if you extend your personal return, which is where your Schedule C goes. Um, and then you, that's the same deadline in terms of getting the money into for employee and employer. Now, we gave the example, you know, we were doing 60K there. Obviously, if you were 50 or older, you'd have another 7,500 right. bucks on top of that. Um, so... All right. Anything else you want to say on contributions, employee versus employer? Here's one interesting thing to keep in mind. A lot of, I get this question a lot. How much do I have to make in order to max out my 401k contribution? So for 2023, if you're w 2 okay, to max out your contribution to both employee and employer, you have to show $174,000 of income. If you're sole prop, 
How much do I have to make in order to contribute the max? 217500 Yeah. And so let's just run the math just so you see how that works. Because at 174000 this is an S-corp. Okay. Remember, you get to take 25% of that. So let's take 174000 times 0.25. That's 43500 right? Yep. And I got to take 22005 as the employer. As employee side. As the employee, yep. right? So that gets you to $66,000. That gets us exactly to the sixty six. So- um, and then let's run the sole prop. Again, this is the 2023 numbers. Mm-hmm. So we have, what was it, 217, 217.5? 217.5. Okay, 217.5 times 0.2, 43,000. <laughs> I'm all the numbers on the calculator here. We're, yeah. We're like calculating these to make sure we got them. Yep. Um, so that's 43,500 plus I would have already had the 225 because I at least made 22,500 on the employee side. That gets me to the 66,000. Now, again, if you were 50 or older, you'd have 7,500 bucks on top of that. You don't need to make more income. You just would have automatically got right. that. We don't need to increase that. Um, and then for 2024, it's going to be a little more. I don't know what it's going to be, you know, but it might be a little more. The S Corp, it's going to be, you need to make 178. I don't know. It's going to be just yeah. a little bit more. But those are good numbers to remember, good numbers to shoot for if you're trying to maximize the contributions, get more money into that ta- tax sheltered for. Yeah. And I think the, all the S Corp owners out there, I know they're like, damn it, Matt, that means I got to take $174,000 W 2 to max it out. Yes. And so you don't have to, and let me just run the numbers on this again. That's if I want to get $66,000 in. Okay. I mean, $174,000 W2. If you just take a $50,000 W2, okay. $50,000 W2, you're going to have 22,500 plus 12,500. Cause that's 25% of 50. You're putting in 34,500 on a $50,000 W2. That's a pretty dang good contribution too. Yeah. So if you're like, man, I can still get at least 34 grand in on only a $50,000 W2, which if you're making enough money to want to put 34 grand in, you better be taking at least a $50,000 W2. Well, and no offense to people that have SEPs or simples, but this is why the 401k in some cases far outweighs that because you can make such a larger contribution based on even a small amount of income. Yeah. So like what, like just like great point. Cause like the SEP, for example, okay. If I had a $50,000 W2 in my S Corp in a SEP, I could put in 12,500. That's it. Period. Period. Right? Period. I'm not going to put 34000 And it's not Roth money yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I can, do, I can do more than double that Yeah. Um, it, with the solo 401k. This is why we love the solo K over the SEP. So um, great point. I forgot about that one. Um, okay, so those are – that's the max salary amount we need to make mm-hmm. to do – to max out the contribution if we want to for 2023. Let's talk about traditional and Roth though. So um, – Let's just give an example here on, let's say you put, just for sake of the numbers here, let's say you put in $50,000 to your solo K for the year. And you decided, I needed tax deductions this year. I put in 50K, I wanted, I'm going to get a tax deduction of $50,000, mm-hmm. okay? Now, whether this is the 22005 reducing your W-2 or this is the what is the rest of that twenty seven thousand five hundred that's an expense on your eleven twenty s. At the end of the day, I'm getting a fifty thousand dollar write off. Okay, it's reducing my taxable income by fifty k. If I am in a thirty percent tax bracket, let's say I'm in a let's say I'm in a oh, let's where I can do the math easy. Let's say I'm in a twenty five percent federal, five percent state tax bracket, which is not a high bracket, by the way. You know what? Let's just say you're in a 40% tax bracket, okay? You're in 35% federal, 5% state. 40% tax bracket means on $50,000, I'm going to be saving, let's see, how much in tax am I saving there? 20 grand. 20 grand. 
20 grand in taxes. For every 50 grand I make, I'm paying $20,000 in taxes at 40% tax bracket. So by putting that 50K into my retirement account, I got a $20,000 tax deduction. And that's the temptation, right? And that's what everybody's trying to do at year end is where are my deductions? Where can I get to save on taxes? And we're doing that as tax lawyers. Now that money's in is traditional, but you got that $20,000 tax deduction. Correct. But tax savings, tax I would say. Savings. 50000 tax deduction. Doesn't make the tax go away, but yeah. tax savings going in. Yeah, but you're, if you're yeah. not 40% tax bracket, right, that, I'm saving twenty grand. Right. I'm, right. I'm sending 20000 less to the state exactly. and federal government yep. because I made that $50,000 contribution. Now, the con to that is? The con to that <laughs> is you do pay taxes when you take distributions. So how aggressive yeah. are you investing the 401k? Are those deductions going to outweigh the tax-free growth you could have had if yes. you had it in a Roth IRA? Yes. Those, there's a lot of what ifs there, but that's yeah. something to think about. So you could be like, damn it, I will send the 20000 into the IRS in the state and pay the tax because I'm going to go Roth on that 100%. And that 50K now could turn into 500K by the time I retire. Right. And- that's coming out totally tax-free. Right. And you don't have to make the decision as you put it in because most plans, including ours at Directed IRA, do allow you to make the in-plan conversion. So yes. let's say you put it in as traditional and later you decide, you know what? I think it's going to be better off in Roth. You can you can convert those traditional funds to a Roth inside the plan. Yeah, great point. And that's and it's, yeah, just the clients that do the gymnastics sometimes. I mean, say clients that are like, well, I'm putting it in as a 2023 contribution of traditional dollars, but then I'm actually converting it in 2024 and I'll pay the taxes in 2024 next year in 2025. And I bought myself a little bit of a year. It's like, yeah. okay. Or they say, I'll just... Just co I'll convert it when I make less money, but then yeah. they never make yeah, yeah. less money. So yeah, yeah, I know. I love that. Are you planning to make less money next year? I'm no, not. but you know, I'm, 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 I'm not planning yeah. on making yeah. less. Yeah. yeah, it's like no, no, no. That's usually not a good strategy. And yeah. what results is people end up having traditional dollars forever. So, yeah. um, which the IRS loves, by the way. The IRS would prefer you to have traditional dollars that they can tax. Yes, forever. yes. They also yeah. love when you do convert to Roth too. They do. They, they do. Get, they they get a little get bit of money. money. Yep. Not that you should do stuff because the IRS likes it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, all right. Let's talk about the mega backdoor for a second. I just want to hit that. We we did a separate podcast on directed podcast, yeah. Mark and I, um, about the mega backdoor. I want to say, make sure everyone understands, if you're doing the mega backdoor Roth, this is a way to do maximum Roth contributions on a smaller W-2. Mm -hmm. um, it works in a solo K. It can work at your day job 401k. It doesn't usually work if you own a business with other employees, just so you know. We kind of went over this in that separate podcast. But for those you solo K owners, what we're talking about today, doing a mega backdoor Roth, if you're trying to do the 66000 your W-2 needs to at least be 66000 mm -hmm. okay? And what the mega backdoor is, is it's your regular employee Roth contribution of twenty two five plus the difference of forty three five up to the 66. But you're not doing that as an employer contribution at like a 25% match. Instead, what you're doing is an after-tax employee contribution, right. okay, which also has to be on the W-2, which gets converted to Roth. You have to do a Roth conversion of it in plan, or you can roll it out to a Roth IRA actually. So make sure you're talking with a sophisticated tax advisor. If you're doing the mega backdoor Roth, most people doing that use a sophisticated financial advisor or working with a tax lawyer, competent tax advisor, CPA. So, um, so that's the mega backdoor, but I just want to say that needs to be on the W2. Hence you need to have the plan set up 
by December 31st, and you need to have your W-2 done right by January 31st. So this is like time critical if you're planning to do mega backdoor Roth 401k. And, and we normally don't talk about this after-tax contribution yeah. because normally you throw something after tax, right? You want the tax, you want, or sorry, before tax, you want the tax deduction. But on this, yeah. you're using it because you have the intention to make that backdoor Roth conversion. Yeah, and, and after tax is like this weird category of contributions you can do. You have to account for it separately. Yep. It's kind of a pain in the ass. Your CPA or tax advisor and your tax return is going to hate you for it because yep. um, it's a separate form you got to fill out on your tax return. What we always do with anyone doing after taxes, you're immediately converting it to Roth right. or you're immediately rolling it out to a Roth IRA just because it is a pain in the neck and there's no reason to have after tax dollars. Just get it to Roth immediately. That's the tax classification you want. It's going to grow and come out tax free. Why would you not? I'm like, right. I don't get why anybody leaves money as after tax. Right. If you're going to put it in after tax, don't leave it in growing as a traditional converted to a exactly. Roth. Exactly. Yeah. Because right. you get the automatic ability to do that and there's no there's no tax on the conversion because right. you didn't you take a deduction for it. Yeah. Yes. You already paid the tax essentially. Yes. So it's a, if you got lost on that, don't worry. This is a super complex strategy. Um, We've got a lot of education on this online. Yeah. Tons of education, tons yeah. of videos. Mark's got some video, YouTube videos on it. We've got our podcast episodes on it. Um, so a lot of their content there to, to learn about the mega backdoor specifically, but all right, so let's summarize here. Solo 401k, awesome for any of you self-employed business owners. You can put $66,000 a year into it. Um, it could be Roth or traditional. You can mix it up. You can change it year to year. It's based on your W2 for any of you S-Corp owners, your net income for you sole proprietors. Make sure you understand the deadlines of when to set this up. Mm -hmm. Remember, 1231 only matters for you S-Corps, and it's only on the employee contribution. If it's in 2024 and you're listening to this, don't worry, you S-Corp owners. You can still do your employer contribution, which is still pretty big. All right? You had a $100,000 W-2. You put in $25,000 still for 2023, and you're ready already for 2024. Get those contributions in um, as well and get that money invested. Um now, for you sole proprietors, remember, it's still the 66000 for 2023, but it's based off your net income, the match, which is it's a 20% calculation, made hundred grand on of net income, 20% of that's going to be twenty grand. plus you got the 22.5, so that'd be 42.5 in that example there. Can I add one thing? Yes. Because you, uh, you've got this in my head since last time you talked about this with IRAs, but yeah. I think it's also important is get your contributions in as early as you can. Yes. Give yourself yeah. a head start to invest the money and invest it in a tax-free manner, but you don't have to wait until the deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And I always, I always hate talking about retirement account deadlines because right. this is like, you are late to the party. Your money should be invested early. Right. Why are you waiting to the last day to invest the money in a tax deferred or tax free manner? Reports you, have even shown <laughs> that people with the larger retirement accounts yes. are the ones that get their contributions in early in the year, not right before the deadline. Exactly. Like, and I just look at, I just look at like our larger accounts. I'm just telling you those people contribute in January. Yeah. In January, they're not worried about making their 2023 contribution. They're already getting in their 2024 contribution. Once they have that earned income enough to satisfy the contribution, they're throwing it in in January because they want that money invested right. and to grow in that tax deferred or tax free manner. They're not worried about make, wait until the last day they can put it in. They're worried about the first day they can freaking put it in. Right. They're getting a 16 or 17 month head start on their yeah. investing by just getting it early in the year. Yeah. So um, for those of you listening, wait till January. You just do have to have the earned income. Don't do it on January 1st. You haven't made a dollar yet. Yeah. Okay. In the business. So you do actually have to have that earned income, but you can start making that in January, February, getting those contributions in. Um, even for you IRA owners too. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just yep. great. Just start make that in January. ESAs, money HSAs, in. if you yes. got them set up, throw them in early, get them invested. Exactly. 
Um, all right. Any other words of advice or common pitfalls or questions we think we need to hit? Um, I think we kind of hit the nail on the head is, is get prepared early. Don't yeah. wait till the deadline. We do have a lot of people calling in right now. If you're seeing this video, it might be too late depending on the employee contributions you're trying to make, but just yeah. get prepared early. And, yeah. and that's really all we could say. Yeah. And get over to directedira.com. You can schedule a new account appointment with one of our senior account reps. Go over the solo 401k. Does it work in your situation? We have competitive fees. We have a fully self-directed solo 401k plan approved by the IRS. You can work with a lawyer in our firm if you want to consult. You can just do docs only and keep it cheap and easy and fast. And so we're here to help you and be a resource for you. And of course, you can do whatever self-directing you want with this solo 401k. You can invest in real estate. You can buy small businesses. You can invest in private funds or startups. All these assets are something you can own in a solo k. And if you want to just own stocks and do brokerage, we have a brokerage option for your solo case too. It's very popular for a lot of solo key owners, at least in their first couple of years in particular, they'll just buy some stocks or mutual funds. You can do that too. Yeah. You can mix it up. Gold, silver, right? That's we right. I talked about that, right? <laughs> yeah, we Cryptocurrency, kind of... whatever it is that you want, you can have it. Yeah. Is Bitcoin account. still up? I don't even. I don't know. That, right? Yeah. yeah I know. So, uh, well, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll be back next week with another amazing of the directed IRA podcast until then stay calm, self-direct on. We'll see you next year.